Book One, Chapters One through Three of Three Books Concerning Virgins. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Three Books Concerning Virgins by St. Ambrose to His Sister, St. Marcolina. Translated by Philip Schaff. Book One, Chapter One st ambrose reflecting upon the account he will have to give of his talents determines to write and consoles himself with certain examples of god's mercy then recognizing his own deficiencies desires that he may be dealt with like the fig-tree in the gospel and expresses a hope that words will not fail him in his endeavour to preach christ if according to the decree of heavenly truth we have to give account of every idle word which we have spoken and if every servant will incur no small blame when his lord returns who either like a timid money-lender or covetous owner has hidden in the earth the talents of spiritual grace which were entrusted to him in order that they might be multiplied by increasing interest i who although possessed of but moderate ability, yet have a great necessity laid on me of making increase of the sayings of God entrusted to me, must rightly fear lest an account of the profit of my words be demanded of me, especially seeing that the Lord exacts of us effort, not profit. Wherefore I determine to write something, since, too, my words are listened to with greater risk to modesty than when they are written for a book has no feeling of modesty and so distrusting indeed my own ability but encouraged by the instances of divine mercy i venture to compose an address for when god willed even the ass spoke and i will open my mouth long dumb that the angel may assist me also engaged in the burdens of this world for he can do away with the hindrances of unskilfulness who in the ass did away those of nature in the ark of the old testament the priest rod budded with god it is easy that in holy church a flower should spring from our knots also and why should we despair that god should speak in men who spoke in the thorn-bush god did not despise the bush and would he might give light also to my thorns perhaps some may wonder that there is some light even in our thorns some our thorns will not burn there will be some whose shoes shall be put off their feet at the sound of my voice that the steps of the mind may be freed from bodily hindrances but these things are gained by holy men would that jesus would cast a glance upon me still lying under that barren fig-tree and that my fig-tree might also after three years bear fruit but whence should sinners have so great hope would that at least that gospel dresser of the vineyard perhaps already bidden to cut down my fig-tree would let it alone this year also until he dig about it and dung it that he may perchance lift the helpless out of the dust and lift the poor out of the mire 
blessed are they who bind their horses under the vine and olive consecrating the course of their labours to light and joy the fig-tree that is the tempting attraction of the pleasures of the world still overshadows me low in height brittle for working soft for use and barren of fruit and perhaps some one may wonder why i who cannot speak venture to write and yet if we consider what we read in the writings of the gospel and the deeds of the priests and the holy prophet zacharias is taken as an instance he will find that there is something which the voice cannot explain but the pen can write and if the name john restored speech to his father i too ought not to despair that although dumb i may yet receive speech if i speak of christ of whom according to the prophet's word who shall declare the generation and so as a servant i will announce the family of the lord for the lord has consecrated to himself a family even in this body of humanity replete with frailty chapter two this treatise has a favourable beginning since it is the birthday of the holy virgin agnes of whose name modesty and martyrdom st ambrose speaks in commendation but more especially of her age seeing that she being but twelve years old was superior to terrors promises tortures and death itself with a courage wholly worthy of a man and my task begins favourably that since to-day is the birthday of a virgin i have to speak of virgins and the treatise has its beginning from this discourse it is the birthday of a martyr let us offer the victim it is the birthday of st agnes let men admire let children take courage let the married be astounded let the unmarried take an example but what can i say worthy of her whose very name was not devoid of bright praise in devotion beyond her age in virtue above nature she seems to me to have borne not so much a human name as a token of martyrdom whereby she showed what she was to be but i have that which may assist me the name of virgin is a title of modesty i will call upon the martyr i will proclaim the virgin that panegyric is long enough which needs no elaboration but is within our grasp let then labour cease eloquence be silent one word is praise enough this word old men and young and boys chant no one is more praiseworthy than he who can be praised by all there are as many heralds as there are men who when they speak proclaim the martyr she is said to have suffered martyrdom when twelve years old the more hateful was the cruelty which spared not so tender an age the greater in truth was the power of faith which found evidence even in that age was there room for a wound in that small body and she who had no room for the blow of the steel had that wherewith to conquer the steel 
but maidens of that age are unable to bear even the angry looks of parents and are wont to cry at the pricks of a needle as though they were wounds she was fearless under the cruel hands of the executioners she was unmoved by the heavy weight of the creaking chains offering her whole body to the sword of the raging soldier as yet ignorant of death but ready for it or if she were unwillingly hurried to the altars she was ready to stretch forth her hands to christ at the sacrificial fires and at the sacrilegious altars themselves to make the sign of the lord the conqueror or again to place her neck and both her hands in the iron bands but no band could enclose such slender limbs a new kind of martyrdom not yet a fit age for punishment but already ripe for victory difficult to contend with but easy to be crowned she filled the office of teaching valour while having the disadvantage of youth she would not as a bride so hasten to the couch as being a virgin she joyfully went to the place of punishment with hurrying step her head not adorned with plaited hair but with christ all wept she alone was without a tear all wondered that she was so readily prodigal of her life which she had not yet enjoyed and now gave up as though she had gone through it every one was astounded that there was now one to bear witness to the godhead who as yet could not because of her age dispose of herself and she brought it to pass that she should be believed concerning god whose evidence concerning man would not be accepted for that which is beyond nature is from the author of nature what threats the executioner used to make her fear him what allurements to persuade her how many desired that she would come to them in marriage but she answered it would be an injury to my spouse to look on any one as likely to please me he who chose me first for himself shall receive me why are you delaying executioner let this body perish which can be loved by eyes which i would not she stood she prayed she bent down her neck you could see the executioner tremble as though he himself had been condemned and his right hand shake his face grow pale as he feared the peril of another while the maiden feared not for her own you have then in one victim a twofold martyrdom of modesty and of religion she both remained a virgin and she obtained martyrdom chapter three virginity is praised on many grounds but chiefly because it brought down the word from heaven and hence its pursuit which existed in but few under the old covenant has spread to countless numbers and now the love of purity draws me on and you my holy sister even though not speaking in your silent habit to say something about virginity lest that which is a principal virtue should seem to be passed by with only a slight reference for virginity is not praiseworthy because it is found in martyrs but because itself makes martyrs 
but who can comprehend that by human understanding which not even nature has included in her laws or who can explain in ordinary language that which is above the course of nature virginity has brought from heaven that which it may imitate on earth and not unfittingly has she sought her manner of life from heaven who has found for herself a spouse in heaven she passing beyond the clouds air angels and stars has found the word of god in the very bosom of the father and has drawn him into herself with her whole heart for who having found so great a good would forsake it for thy name is as ointment poured out therefore have the maidens loved thee and drawn thee and indeed what i have said is not my own since they who marry not nor are given in marriage are as the angels in heaven let us not then be surprised if they are compared to the angels who are joined to the lord of angels who then can deny that this mode of life has its source in heaven which we don't easily find on earth except since god came down into the members of an earthly body then a virgin conceived and the word became flesh that flesh might become god but some one will say but elijah is seen to have had nothing to do with the embraces of bodily love and therefore was he carried by a chariot into heaven therefore he appeared glorified with the lord and therefore he is to come as the forerunner of the lord's advent and miriam taking the timbrel led the dances with maidenly modesty but consider whom she was then representing was she not a type of the church who as a virgin with unstained spirit joins together the religious gatherings of the people to sing divine songs for we read that there were virgins appointed also in the temple at jerusalem but what says the apostle these things happened to them in a figure that they might be signs of what was to come for the figure is shown in few the life exists in many but in truth after that the lord coming in our flesh joined together the godhead and flesh without any confusion or mixture then the practice of the life of heaven spreading throughout the whole world was implanted in human bodies this is that which angels ministering on earth signified should come to pass which ministry should be offered to the lord with the service of an unstained body this is that heavenly service which the host of rejoicing angels spoke of for the earth we have then the authority of antiquity from of old the fullness of the setting forth from christ himself End of book one chapter three